0: So when did you do you have any recollection of the
1: first time you rode Skatopia? It was the very first day it opened. We were there. It took like forever to get in. The uh-huh. line was like a mile long Really? <laughs> nobody knew what was going on in the pro shop. It's really hectic and we got in and skated it was pretty fun it's a, especially different after skating the concrete wave, which just had snake runs and Skatopia had the half pipe and uh-huh. I remember the half pipe line was probably going all the way back to like where the little little pool was. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was long.
0: Were there um now at that time was there such a thing as a famous skater? Because there wasn't well, I guess the concrete wave must have created some
1: Yeah. I mean back then it was it was guys like Greg Weaver, Mike Weed, Russell, mm-hmm. uh, Skitch Hitchcock. And where did they guys. where did they,
0: you know, Create their fame like through magazines or like just how did they?
1: become? Yeah, mainly through skateboarder magazine. To, you know, back in the back in the day, skateboard magazine was the first real uh, skate magazine. I used to see uh, Russ at the at the Long Beach Pier every now and then. We'd go down there and he'd be down there skating. Him and uh, Sausage, Dale Smith. Oh, wow. uh, that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. I have a Look at that. Uh, yep. Right. Yep. Mine is still brand new. I have it. I have one that. Never uh, ridden? Yeah, one's never
0: been ridden. Yeah,
1: I have one that's been ridden and one that's never been ridden. That looks like, like the old J and J board sticker that was on me. Is that what that was? Yep. That's what it was. What was
0: J and J? That was uh, Joe's
1: shop. It was shop. Joe's. Yeah. That was
0: one right there by. J and J
1: boards on ball and Cypress. Uh huh. Now he's got uh, identity or three of them, I guess, is Point Buena Park, Garden Grove, and Long Beach.
0: So looking at that board, um, you know, this is when, obviously this was like, was this a freestyle board? Or what was? Yeah, this is a freestyle board. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: And isn't it ironic that it's, the similarities to a modern skateboard in that, you know, it's symmetrical.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Relatively symmetrical, huh?
1: Yeah, relatively, I mean, close. But yeah, it's like come full circle.
0: Yeah, I mean, a kid would almost skate on something like this, right? The trucks are that wide. Yeah. Of course, the wheels would be smaller. Yeah, wheels would be smaller.
1: Smaller diameter, not as wide. Mm-hmm. Let's see what, power it was. I what kind of wheel is that? Let's look and see what it was. Whether it was a power plot. Or... It's kind of dirty, hard to read it. Not bad, <laughs> 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 oh, These are Russ's. He yeah, yeah. had his own kind of wheel? Yeah. These are HAL Freestones, HAL FS for Freestyle. You yeah. mm. know, power pivot, skid plate. Yeah.
0: Now, what would... I know you didn't really buy boards, but what would a board like this cost back in the day?
1: Back in the day, I think, with the trucks, wheels, and bearings, the way this is set up, it's probably about 85
0: bucks. Mm-hmm. So That's simple. like what year, roughly...
1: This board actually came out, and because I know when Russ's board came out, it came out in either seventy, I think
2: seventy-seven,
1: mm-hmm. seventy-seven or seventy-eight when this actual model came out. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He had like one with his picture on it that was through another company, but this was through Powerpalm. Hmm.
0: I mean, these trucks are are amazing because you know they're number one. The bushings have held up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: which on none of my trucks from back in the day did.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's so unique. I mean, is this a Russ Howell kind of a truck I, or
1: something like that? Or I think PowerPod designed it. It was PowerPod. a Speed speed Spring truck. Oh, okay. Which one is this one called? Yep, Speed Springs. Speed Springs. God, memory.
0: Was that designed for, like, just freestyle, or could you use this?
1: Back then it was mainly for freestyle, but you could, you know, this board would have been kind of hard to... Although... I had some pictures somewhere of me riding my freestyle board, mm-hmm. and a lot of like Whittier's capsule or Keyhole Pool. Really, and I used to ride my freestyle board and everything just for kicks. But, really? Uh, yeah. Oh.
0: Hey, you're right. It's this power pivot on the tail plate, mm-hmm. too.
1: It's this mm-hmm. power
0: pivot. Yeah. You know. So um, look at that picture there. Of you and the mm-hmm. capsule riding my skateboard because because mm-hmm. you know we would never. I would never. My skater would never see that. Yeah. yeah. Frontside air.
1: Oh, that's Lester.
0: That's the first Skatopia reunion, Lester and Lonnie. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Open your eyes, Lester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, skate guy. He's, a good, he's still a good skater. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. now, um, so you're at Skatopia, okay, opening day, and then, um, and then some... You know, at that point, are you riding professional yet, or are you... you no, know, nah,
1: I was still sponsored on the chain.
0: Spon- and who did that? Like, who spon- Who was the sponsor?
1: Back then, I was sponsored by Tracker and Vans. Uh, okay. And I think I got on Sims right after I started skating at Skatopia.
0: So around, what year was that, 70... 70- that was
1: 77, when like, Skatopia opened, right? Yeah, it was around yeah.
0: late 77. Yeah.
1: Um... I think I got I think I got sponsored, I wanna say, in August of seventy seven by Sims. I was skating for uh Logan Ersky. Okay. You know, the Sims.
0: So at that time the technology was seventy seven, that had to be like um I mean oak boards still existed.
1: Yeah, oak boards, the uh the um Ply boards were just starting to come in the big one back then was like for me was riding the Sims taper kick mm-hmm. and that was kind of like the the standout board when the taper kicks came out everybody wanted one more more because it just looked cool with mm-hmm. the, the way the wood was
0: was that the one that was sort of a thicker
1: it was the one that had um it was like kind of looked like it was inlaid yeah like, different. like a bowling lane yeah exactly yeah. That was a tapered kick. Um, you actually should have had one somewhere around here if you kept it when we went to uh, get all that stuff from the skate park. Uh huh. When was it, Lakewood? Remember? Okay. I thought I, get, I thought you got one of those tapered kicks when we were there. Maybe it was a super one. You maybe I, I, I you were lucky in the garage mm-hmm. in the front of the
0: garage or something. Now um, when Skatopia was open, you know it's the beginning. It's the only. It's, it's the only parks were at that time. What Carlsbad? You had
1: Carlsbad. You had Concrete Wave. You had Skatopia. <sighs> I'm Trying to think when Montebello opened. Montebello, I think, opened right around that same time. Mm. Park wasn't the best park in the world, but at least it was a park. And I think Paramount opened after that, and then uh, Carson the runway, and then it just seemed like everything opened after that, and mm-hmm. three parks in Pomona, Pomona Patten Pool, Upland Skate Park, which I remember when Del Mar opened, Escondido, Encinitas, Agoura, which was lousy, mm-hmm. of course, don't forget Lakewood, <laughs> right. Lakewood opened, uh, right. yeah.
0: Now, what um, was it like, because you were there before me, so what was it like at Skatopia, you know, 77? I mean, on an average night, who would you see skating? What would happen on an average night at Skatopia? My
1: uh, average night was just, for the first probably six months, it was just a zoo there, day or night. Uh, didn't didn't matter what time you got there. Um... Kenny Means, a roller skater who skated for Sims, he would skate there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Hallett skated for Sims, mm-hmm. he, he skated there. The Carrasco's would be there. Russ would be there. It's been on three sixties down that little freestyle area there. Uh-huh. <laughs> there. Yeah, remember
0: the remember the waterfall and yeah. the lake the river.
1: Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Um yeah. Martin would George Artin would Skate a lot with the Sims guys. Uh, Ray Rodriguez, he lived right, up, right over there in Cerritos. He used to come a lot. Uh, Tony shuts Powerflex. Uh just trying to think all those guys back then. Eh, in a way, Strobel would show up every now and then, but mm-hmm. not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Weaver skated there a little bit. Uh, Mike Weed. Stacy Peralta would come every now and then, him and, him and Tony Hallett would skate together a lot.
0: Mm.
1: They were kind of like the style boys, the flowing the flow things. thing. Mm. Mm.
0: Now, who, in your recollection, worked at Skatopia at that time? Anybody stand out? Yeah. I know for sure Scott but worked at that Scott,
1: Scott was there. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Big guy, kind of shortish, blonde hair. Um,
0: not one of the, um, Tices or Raths.
1: No, no. They were later. They were later. This guy was, I could picture his face in my head, but I can't think of his name. And there were some girls that worked there that that came and went. And
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and then, uh, when Brewer started. started, I was
0: around by then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You said Brewer and Charlene and Suzanne and Mickey and Jerry.
0: Like Brewer was, um, you know, after Don Schultz.
1: Yeah, Don, Don Schultz. That's Don Schultz was another one. But there was another guy... Before him, huh? Maybe it was Rath. Rath?
0: Rath was after. I mean, was Scott after. was telling me that there was a general manager before yeah, Schultz. Yeah, and,
1: I, and I, I can't... I can picture him in my head, but I can't think of his name. And then... Uh, of course, Scott, mm-hmm. Scotty, and uh, I'll say Alfonso, Alfredo, Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo, Alfredo, the punk rocker. Now,
0: yeah. do you remember um, like Bill Billing back then?
1: Yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill skated. I want to say not a, a lot there, from what I remember. But he, for some reason, he liked skating that little pool. Mm-hmm. um I was bigger than everybody so I liked the half Mm-hmm. and I used to like that little uh it's just for speed when you were bored going around that upside down pyramid yeah. that was right next to the half pipe. yeah me and Bell, Kelly
0: Balmer were trying to remember the name of that because it actually had a name like the um
1: we call it the pyramid yeah because
0: it's just that's what it was
1: yeah
0: yeah mm. that was one of those things that when you were riding you rode the half pipe, you got done, and you go up the railing back to reload on the half pipe. And you right. have to, and you see the thing, and when you weren't in the mood to ride it, you think, why, is, why did they put that there?
2: Yeah. Because yeah. everything
0: else made sense, the clover, the snake runs. Yeah. But that, it was like, what? you know?
1: Because basically, when we come out, of the, come out of the half pipe, we would drop down the fa- the or the sidewall yeah. that paralleled the half pipe Do down on the pump. freestyle area. Uh-huh. And then, and then oh. come up the face wall. Right. Of the freestyle area that dropped you into the pyramid, so right, and then you just kind of carve around a few times, and or just do the it.
0: one corner pump and go through yeah. it, to, or go yeah. through it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I remember even back then that thing was a a leg burner. You know, oh, was, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. You know, the way they designed it, it wasn't super. It wasn't super ergonomic. Yeah. You
1: know, well S- Scott Butler and Scott Hoster used to go there every now and then too, because Scott lived in I think the Fullerton area. Um, they wrote for Sims. Scott, Scott really he he liked the halfpipe, but he really liked Slalomore And Paul, he would skated everything. Hmm. But we would get in that thing and we'd kind of in the pyramid and we'd try to see who can like pass each other up <laughs> without getting killed. <laughs> Had a few wipeouts in there. Yeah.
0: It was fairly big, if I remember. Correctly.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good size. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you basically rode around the top because obviously the further down you went, the more of a like a a body crunch, it was, and you couldn't really <laughs> pump. But it was fun. And the little little snake run that had a little bolt in that you could jump jump across, but it uh-huh. took us a while to learn how to clear that thing. Oh, really? From yeah.
0: You would jump from the small snake to the big snake bolt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: So we used to do that when we played tag or cone tag, and mm-hmm. Toby used to be able to do it. And I want to say Clark could, but I know me and Toby could because. That would like Dale and those guys and and Chuck and Chuck's brother. would be playing there. Bobby, and Bobby, and uh-huh. they would always complain because me and Toby would fly across. The, <laughs> the, well, the other thing some
0: of you guys would do is you would um, right above the Big Snake Run. There was like a ledge. There was like a ledge. It was right by the Clover Run, and you guys would jump that ledge, almost like you're jumping off the back of a supermarket. Yeah, Lowny yeah. Dock. It was by
1: the it was by the sl- the slalom area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just drop off that. Yeah. They roll into that thing. Yeah. That would
0: elude most of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you were in a, in a bind. Yeah,
1: and and of course some of my best memories of all were like, when I was working and coming there after work, when you were working there was, showing up and playing add on a little <laughs> mini bowl and, you'd be working on these tricks all day and then. You'd miss it the first time you try it, and I'd pull it off, and you'd be, like, so pissed off that i made it on the first try. Frustrating. Yeah, real frustrating. But those are fun. I love playing that on the pool with you. That was, was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. You know, um, that little snake run bowl was, I, I found out later on, um, talking to, like, John Lucero, that he loved that thing.
1: Yeah. Well, it was good for making up tricks and... You know, I think that's actually I pulled my first shove at rock and roll in there, and then did it in the half pipe there at Skateopia.
0: I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah that looked impossible even, even in the little snake run Just at that time, it just seemed like just such yeah. an impossible trick to do, like a freestyle trick on
1: tra- yeah. on transition. Yeah, especially with the big boards back then, because mm-hmm. we were riding this ten-inch wide boards, and yeah, it amazes me now. I watch these kids in the in the parks and the things they do. Of course, the boards are smaller. It's like doing freestyle tricks, but mm-hmm. just in awe watching some of the stuff that the kids do. Even the little kids. I mean, mm-hmm. the older kids, you know, they're tearing it up pretty good. But even the little kids are mm-hmm. still doing a lot of big tricks.
0: Yeah, you know, the vocabulary for a beginner, like a one-year skateboarder, is so different than, say, in, yeah. in the year right now, two thousand ten, oh. as in the year two, in the year nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, like, back then, if you could do like a grind. Yeah. I don't know, kick turn front side and backside, you're pretty mm-hmm. hot shit, you know.
1: But nowadays mm-hmm. just one year ish. Oh. When I started skateboarding in the sixties, just doing tic tacs was like you were a god. And right. if you could do a walkover and if you could do more than like two or three, it was like, Man, look at him, you know, right. he was he was really good and
2: right.
1: And I remember, you know, doing like handstands and and that's what like Russ Howell, he... He was like the master of the handstand. He, right. he had so many variations, but and we do things like coffin where you just lay down on your back and you know that those are like big tricks back when I started skating in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, um, what do you recollect about contests at that time? You know, like and uh, then specifically ask it too because I know you did all kinds of contests. Yeah. You traveled all over the place. Yeah. But skate, would you, what do you remember about, say, this, the
1: capsule? Well, the half pipe or the capsule? Well, the half pipe, half pipes were the first. Well, back then they had like, they was uh, the Llewellyn's in the USASA. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first contest they had there. And um, I want to say this, the contest started 8 a.m. in the morning. And it did, mm-hmm. I, I think I, because being one of the older guys, the older kids went last. I think I took my first run in the half pipe at like 10.30 at night. <laughs> It was like, <laughs> my God, it was like, you were so tired just from, you know, hanging around all day. And back then, I don't know if you remember Sandy Spain. She was like yeah. the Sims team mother. Yeah. You know, she'd, she'd say, no, 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 go on the motorhome, relax, don't skate. You know, you're going to burn yourself. And she was right. But, you know, when you were at the park and everyone was skating, you have to skate. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like burning inside you. And uh-huh. and I think, uh, I, I know they had like, uh, the USA, they had, I think, either like freestyle and half-pipe, or, or they'd have slalom and half-pipe, and, and skateopia was the very first slalom contest I entered, mm-hmm. and I actually rode Scott Hostert's uh, slalom board, and I knew nothing about it. All I knew was Sandy said, oh yeah, you ride for Sims, you do slalom now. <laughs> and I said, well, I didn't get a slalom board yet. And he said, oh, Tom didn't get you one? I said, no, Scott, give me your board. And Scott was kind of pissed because I was skating against Scott, and I actually think I... I beat him that very first contest. Really, it, it felt natural for me because surfing and skiing. Mm, and, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he might have beat me, but I, I think I, I think he beat me. But I beat Scott Butler. But uh,
0: now, yeah. now I know in my mind I have pictures of you doing this. so That's why I bring this up, because I'm gonna put like slides along with this as, yeah. you know, and then so you just recently skated, uh, that like last year you skated at that um, slalom that downhill. Yeah, La Costa. La Costa meet. with the
1: reunion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're getting ready. They're they're planning the two thousand and twelve one, as we speak.
0: It's it's somewhere over there. Similar area. Yeah, it'll
1: be area. in again, yeah, yeah. Lacoste, yeah. That's cool.
0: So, um, so was there all that same controversy about the contest back then as there is now? Did people like not like the results? Were there fights about people ripping the money off? And was was it or was so it more one, innocent?
1: One thing about slalom is you know. We had the clocks, you know. When we first did it, it was a stopwatch, but you know, you're pretty close. So, mm-hmm. and because you have a start and a finish, slalom was a little bit more pure in that sense. That you, you know, couldn't,
0: you couldn't. It wasn't. There's no way. Really,
1: yeah, it wasn't like contest where you know. I remember one at Pomona where I skated and there were like locals judging, and I looked up and here was a guy who was actually skating against me was judging me. And they were like <laughs> rotating out kids dirt while the same heat was going on. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay, wait a minute. I'm right. like, oh, this is ridiculous. But, right. Yeah, there were so many, so many bad judging contests back then, and everybody had their, their uh, favorites, and and like, and let's face it, when you were a local at a, and skating at a local contest, you know, you you always had the crowd, and mm-hmm. so you you probably always got judged higher when you were. You were skating at your local park and home oh, park. Yeah, and yeah, I skated and so on. I, I probably skated in over, I'm guessing over five hundred contests. Wow. We would do, when I first started entering contests, there were times where we would skate two contests a day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they would actually, you know, like little parks and racks and shopping centers, mm-hmm. and we would have contests on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And these organizations would actually the sponsors would talk to the organizations mm-hmm. and they would have one one contest would have the sponsored skaters in the morning and one would have them in the afternoon mm-hmm. just so you could drive to the new contest. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. And it was even funny because even as sponsored skaters, we would win skate skateboard stuff. Uh-huh. And I would, you know, like and you're, sponsored. you're riding for sims, you win a GNS board, you know, <laughs> or or Hobie or something. So it was kinda of funny and and so I had a lot of neighbors who loved me back then who Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. You because know, 'cause they'd be like, Oh yeah, well you can't skate on that, you know. <laughs> just float over here, huh? That's right. <laughs> and of course I did, you know, just tons of demos for like vans and offshore clothing and Sims did a lot of school demos during the week mm-hmm. where we did elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And those are those always fun, but signing your autograph a couple hundred times on paper towels out of the bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> was always a little interesting.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, I have a picture of you, um, you know, doing a grind on the, um, or maybe it was an air on the extension of a half pipe. Remember the extension? Yeah,
1: that was actually, I used to, when they put the extension ha- at Skatopia, I used to do a front, I'd uh, drop in the back way and come up and I'd do a grind on the extension and then do an ollie pop back into the regular part.
0: Yes, I remember that. Yep. Now mm-hmm. I'm afraid. So yeah. when he says the back way, he's saying that he would go through the bowl where we normally would exit the thing. Right, and, and then carve work,
1: up, up work the the extension mm-hmm. and then heading towards the beginning of it. Right. But that's yeah, that no, it was a great, that's a great pick too.
0: But you were one of the only people that I knew of that actually used that extension.
1: Yep. I did everything on i grind, slide and rolls, sometimes hang up on the the rail when I do a slide and roll, Mm -hmm. layback airs, rock and rolls. I I thought the extension was great just because it added another element to the half pipe and Mm -hmm. made it taller, which, you know, obviously me being a little bit bigger than everybody back then.
0: Made it funner for you. Yeah, made it funner. Mm -hmm. Now, at that same time, obviously, you know... um, they built the capsule. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts
1: about the capsule? Well, the capsule was gnarly. Um, it was great for its time. I mean, it was it was it was just what you needed to, to be pushed a little harder. It was fun doing channelers and dropping in and rolling in, and the only hard part was like getting back out of it because it was so steep, so steep and slippery trying to get out of that thing. Mm-hmm. But you what about know, the
0: coping? How is the coping set?
1: The coping was, was good. The coping was good. At least for me, it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Some people thought it was big, but I really didn't think it was big. I mean, I did frontside roll-ins there, so I you know, Figure if you can do a frontside roll-in over the coping, it wasn't mm-hmm. too bad.
0: Right.
1: First, and then we had our good buddy, Ken punka Right. Brian Martin can axle drop in. I can.
0: Were you there when that happened?
1: I I got there right after it happened. Oh. So... Dale, I think, was the one who goes, yeah, his last words are, but I can do it, I can do it, splat. <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> now, what, now, what was the, on that subject matter, what was you know? What was some of the worst spills you saw at Skatopia?
1: Well, probably, the worst ones were probably the compound fractures with bones sticking out and yeah. blood spurting out and right. people freaking out. But, you know, I helped a lot of people with, with compound fractures in there before the paramedics got there. And, yeah. But, yeah. It's
0: and at Skatopia, that was, I try to tell people this, like, you and I will go to a skate park say, now, you don't ever see that. But when we were at Skatopia, we'd see that almost daily.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I
0: mean, almost daily, somebody would go, the meat wagon would come, and yep. somebody mm-hmm. have a bone popping out of the skin. Yeah. And...
1: Paramount a lot, too. Really? Yeah. George Orton a lot, too. <laughs> Every time I'd skate with George, he broke something. Really? Oh, yeah. Paramount, uh, we we rode the, uh, the I don't I remember, it was big... I don't know if it was a Pep it, one of the Pepsi ramps or, but one of the big plexiglass ramps at the Los Mills racetrack, they had that fair there for a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He did a front side air, went off the went off the side and landed on his arm, broke it there <laughs> and he broke it I think during the uh Rose Bowl parade. Wow. I remember he fell off. I don't remember if he broke it or maybe broke it, I don't know. He broke his arm so many times. I think he he had a wall full of casts.
0: I remember when he was um, getting ready for the Capsule contest, he would. He, somebody ran into the Skatopia Pro shop and they said, "You know, George totally ate shit." You know, and everybody ran out there. and I don't think he broke anything, but he he was definitely was not afraid to he, fall. He did
1: a frontside side and and I think he hung and he did a like a face blind. I think it just about knocked him out. Okay. It's probably one of the few times he didn't break something, but yeah, he hit pretty hard. Pretty bad, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
0: So, um, so do you remember anything about the Skatopia capsule
1: contest at all? Yeah, I remember I won. I think Dale won. <laughs> yeah, all locals, just yeah, like you said, all <laughs> I think Toby won. That's sure.
0: <laughs> Did um, I
1: remember? Who uh, Lester, um, John Schaff. We used to call him Buddy Holly. Um, yes. What happened to John Schaff? I mean, I I don't I don't know. I mean, him he and Kim Adrian used to skate a lot together. He lived over in Long Beach.
0: What happened to her?
1: Nobody's ever heard anything from her either. Amy, actually, I guess, talks to her every now and then. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Amy talks to her. And uh, Paul Molino, he lived over there in Long Beach. Him and Lester skated the same age group. So when I was running the amateur team, they were always there. So
0: I didn't know Lester Lester actually was in the actual capsule contest. I didn't know that. I'm
1: pretty sure Lester Was was. Maybe he wasn't, huh?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I took some yeah. shots. I didn't get any of him, but I didn't really get everybody either. So I don't know. He might not have
1: been in that contest yet. I know John and Kim and Paul were.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just trying to remember when... Who Paul, was
0: in your division at the capsule contest that you remember? <sighs> Who's this Rusty guy? I remember Rusty? Rusty something.
1: Harris from Del Mar. Oh. Me and him, he, he used to uh, skate for Variflex. Okay. So it's Rusty Harris. I don't know if Steve Stedham was... In that contest, he might have been. Mike um, Hirsch's brother, Steve, Steve Hirsch. Yes. Uh, oh, man. There were a lot of other guys, but the main guys were, like, were probably, that I skated against all the time were probably Rusty Harris, Steve Statham, Steve Hirsch. Um, Eddie O'Gara was in my division for a while too Mm -hmm. Paul Butler Mm -hmm. Scott Hoster there were some you know but Scott didn't do a lot of the the vert he didn't really like the vert
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now what happened you know um, after or do you have any recollections of Either finding out Skate was going to close, or were you there the day it closed, or do you have any do you have any memories of that at all?
1: Yeah, I showed up there the day it closed, and Brewer gave gave me a Skate shirt and some other things, and you were there, and do not think who else was there? And then I remember me and you going there afterwards and sitting in the parking lot and drinking a few beers. Yeah, it was a while after it closed, but yeah, it' will stroll down memory lane. Right. But yeah it was kind of a kind of a shock you was know, no and warning, right? The next, yeah there was no warning mm-hmm. yeah.
0: now do you uh remember well so so well what happened then after you know because a lot of people if you lived near Skatopia and you didn't have a vehicle then you had to stop skating parks. Mm-hmm. so but you you were the yeah. older, so you were able to continue mm-hmm. so what happened
1: so to, I went to I bounced back between Whittier and lakewood and Lakewood was closer to where I was working at the time, so, and I liked the half-pipe, so, mm-hmm. and the keyholes. And so I, I skated liquid Lakewood for quite a while, and I'd go to Whittier, and Lester was definitely skating for Sims at Whittier. Okay. But Lester was, yeah, I don't think Lester was, actually, in that Skateaupea Council for nothing. Like
0: now, what, now, what, professionally with you, what happened after that, like what, so you were, you're still with Sims, you're going to, you know, uh, Whittier, you're going mostly to Lakewood. Yeah. You're still going to contests and all that stuff? Yeah,
1: so then contests uh-huh. Colton, uh, Del Mar, Upland, uh, went to Virginia. When they did the uh, Gold Cut series, we were flying to contests uh, Virginia Beach, uh, Tahoe. I think there was one in Florida. Mm-hmm. But, and that was through the NSA, or that was the NSA actually, not Gold Cup the NSA. Yeah. Gold Cup, well the Gold Cup and the NSA, Gold Cup was first, and then the NSA. The NSA was kind of the end of the, the contest era. It was. What year did that happen? What year did that end? Well, I retired from the from the pro circuit and and just after the summer '86 because they did the uh, Vancouver Expo '86 contests and they did like a week of skateboard contest up there and just did everything. High jump, barrel jump, freestyle, half pipe, park, downhill. I did long too. And mm-hmm. why
0: did you, you know, retire? I
1: was 28 and those little snots like Lester and Christian and Tony. Yeah, I couldn't keep up with them because I was working full time and mm-hmm. It was getting hard on the body, you know. Age thing? Yeah, uh-huh. age. You know, I just, you know, working full-time and then trying to skate full-time was just getting hard on the body. And with, you know, like I said, Lester, Tony, Christian, you know, they were they were just tearing it up. And Lance and, and all the other guys back then just, they were just, they had the time to skate it, you know, all day long and mm-hmm. put the effort into it. Right.
0: So now, and when, so you're, you're at 28 approximately what year was that that you said? 86. Okay, so, and then did you just stop, or did you continue to skate, or oh, what did you I kept you
1: skating, I kept skating, uh-huh. and everything was really too bad back then, it was going to the street, Mark Gonzalez and all those guys, um, Tommy Guerrero from Powell, those guys, you know, I kind of took it to the street, and, and skateboarding was in a big nosedive back then too, and then, of course, the gator incident didn't help, Skating any either mm-hmm. so, we kind of got that big black mark of skating.
0: Do you remember Gator from Lakewood?
1: I actually remember Gator sitting in a restaurant with me and Everett Rosecrans and Kelly and Beetle in um, Calexico. We had we had picked them up to do a Vans demo because Everett wanted to sponsor them by Vans, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to see how we would do when we were in this we we're in a Burger King, and. Everett got this burger, it had like a half an onion on it. And me <laughs> I and mean, this was after we had skated and me and Everett had already agreed, you know, that we we're gonna put Gator on vans. And so Gator was kinda sitting there humming ha mean me and Everett were goofing off and 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 Everett says, Well what do you think, Brian? And said, Well, I don't know, maybe if he could eat that onion, you know, without without, you know, throwing it up. So, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. So, Gator ate the onion, and he was like, just about in tears eating that thing, but he ate it, and we laughed. And that's when uh, he got sponsored by Vans, and then, uh, Brad Dorfman picked him up uh, shortly after that on Division. And, but I, I skated with him actually the very first time in, uh, Escondido. Okay. And that was back, that was, I wanna say Escondido, Ensenada. It's Escondido, yeah. Whatever that park is out there by Carlsbad going in. And, mm-hmm. But he was a local there. And uh, the first time I actually saw him skate was when uh, the USASA had their finals there. Okay. The worst park ever. Veriflex paid him to have the contest there. Really? And it was like, that was probably the worst contest of my life because all you had to do is have a Veriflex shirt on and you won. You didn't really? Have- you know, it was, it was... The now, where, judge, was
0: that?
1: It was, where was that contest at? It was, I want to say, Escondido, I yeah. think. But, but, oh, it was, it was a bad park, but, um... It was a fix. It was, or, it was like a Llewellyn, fix. Llewellyn. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that was, no, that was, it was after Llewellyn, so it was, you... What was it, guy's... It was a, it was an English guy. He opened up a roller skate rental shop in, like, Venice... And some skateboarders torched it because he was he was that obnoxious to everybody. Really? Yeah, but Veriflux paid him off, and you oh, know it was just it was just the most horrid contest I'd ever been in in my life.
0: <laughs> it's like, what year is that approximately? Uh,
1: that was, it was probably seventy seven or seventy eight. Also, oh, fairly early on. Fairly early on, yeah. yeah. Oh, really it was cool. right after the USA USASA contest at Llewellyn held. Mm-hmm. He kind of stepped in where he didn't. And you'd always get these, like, red, white, and blue ribbons with a mm-hmm. bronze, silver, gold little medallion on it. Right. I got a couple of van shoeboxes somewhere full. Of them. I know. I, I remember seeing a ton of trophies. And... <laughs>
0: yeah. So did you... Um... Do other sports? Because you always had all these trophies at your house. Did you do other sports, or was it all from skateboarding?
1: The majority of them were from skating. The other ones were like base, little league baseball, football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when I was when skateboarding was starting to come to an end, there I was actually doing a lot of PR work for Vans at some of the BMX things and uh, and well, Tinker Juarez was one of the first park riders at Lakewood. And uh he also raced for Mongoose and I was hanging out with like Bob Harrow and uh, Bob Morales at the remember at the, Bob? At the contest obviously go
0: to Kennedy Home yeah
1: School. sticker factory.
0: yes and
1: then he went to GT.
0: So that's um, like the action nowadays you're talking about right?
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. but MX back and... yeah but back then I was doing that PR stuff for them so it was either Harrow or Morales or Tinker we were at Anaheim and the next thing I know, Tinker's handing me his bike, and they're calling my name to race. They entered me in one of the BMX races. So I started, I didn't race that much, but I did have a few BMX trophies, because obviously these little kids would see me on the, it was like 16 and over, so I was probably 23, 24, and I'm Mm -hmm. 5'11", sitting on a bike, and you get these (laughs) 16-year-olds looking at me, and I just look at them and say, get in front of me, I'm going to run you over. (laughs) Intimidation worked.
0: (laughs) Now did you ever hang it up skateboarding?
1: No, still skateboarding. I was still skateboarding. I was skate. I skateboarded at uh, the, the new uh, Me Park, or Moore Park, with my son the, this past week. What'd you think of that park? <clears throat> I like it, uh, it's fun. Did
0: you do that snake run thingy?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was doing front side grinds at the end of the bowl there. The big bowl? The big bowl, Yeah. and then I was doing wheelers over the death box and in, in the other bowl. The pool? the pool it's kind of a tight drop in for me it's <laughs> being kind of big and, yes
0: yeah. so what do you do like you obviously when you drop in that you don't
1: i drop in and keep your and, head
0: up you don't put your head you don't dive down uh, no
1: i don't do that it's right. just kind of fall
0: you almost like do it like a like one of these yeah, yeah kind like of, a yeah. curb drop
1: or something. yeah i actually the few few places i actually tail drop into something because i I like the axle drop, but that's I, true. I I'd tail drop there. You did. Yeah. It,
0: would that be easier to tail drop than axle drop? Is that why you did that?
1: Yeah, because it well, because it's it's so quick and it's yeah. you know it's not very very tall, so you gotta you gotta get the wheels on the wall pretty quick and tail drop I can get the wheels down on really fast.
0: That's a good one for you because it's um, where you do that, then it immediately throws you into a backside carve or kick. Yeah. For me, I, that's front side.
1: Yeah, I do that. I I drop because I drop into that corner there, and I. And I just miss the the death box. I do a backside kick turn. Then I then I just miss the steps, and then I can go right over the death box on the next kick the turn. Next and, uh...
0: What did you think about that park bench that's embedded into the?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little crazy. It's fun though skating with my son because my my son is still that like kind of pure innocent age, and and he gets bored at the drop of a hat. You know, but he'll sit there like when I was skating in the uh, that snake run, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, stand here by the you know the lip of the bowl. I'll come up and I'll grind right here in front of you." Mm-hmm. And so I drop in and I grind and then I come down and I do a kick turn and I come back and he's already running off to something else. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, "Okay, I saw you." I'm
0: <laughs> it's funny. Um, you must have not have been too crowded because I know the few times that I've been there, you know, it's. Uh... You can't get a run in that snake run because people are cutting you off all the way up and down that thing. Yeah, it's uh, people half pipe that little yeah, mouth of the snake run. Yeah,
1: <laughs> summer's over, so it's it's it wasn't too bad. You know, yeah, and I took them right up. Actually, I guess it was it was last week it went because this week it was raining. Hmm. It was, uh, but we went on Saturday too, and really, yeah, it just depends what time you're there, and you know if you get there early or later. Right, and yeah. like I say, now school's back in session. I think it's calmed down a little bit more.
0: That one's fun right there, and then that you know, what is it, Santa Clarita? That's a fun one too. Yeah. Have you gone there yet?
1: No, but I go over to Skate Lab. Yeah. Where I broke my foot last time. Right. But, uh, yeah.
0: Um, I think you like Santa Clarita. There's, um, just because it's so unusual. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think so. I think if, that's the one that's got. You can ride the whole perimeter of the park. In the middle, they have like a. Like a half pipe a bowl. You drop in a bowl here, and you go through this like half pipe that's got a bridge over it into another bowl.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. I think you'd like that. It's normally pretty
0: empty. And, yeah. You know, it's just a different park. Like if you you've been to a lot of parks, so yeah, that one's mm-hmm. a little different.
1: I like Louisville. Louisville is really nice. They got the big half half pipe there, and then they have a they have a big wooden half pipe there. Mm-hmm. But then it's a concrete park, and they have a full pipe like upland and kind of model it in the bowl at the end over there and okay they have a couple of smaller pools and a little mini half pipe that's fun and they have like a what i call the the old man night there where during the during the year there's guys that are more in their 40s mm-hmm. that are, you know skate their late 30s early 40s that skate there and mm-hmm. i usually run into them every time i'm there when i visit mm-hmm.
0: Now, the last question is, uh, you know, what? how long will we all be skateboarding?
1: Well, I just told somebody this this morning that I will be skateboarding until they pry the skateboard out of my cold, dead hand. (laughs) Because I never plan on stopping. I mean, yeah, there were people probably not great back when we were younger that were older and skated. And I don't, there were at least two older guys who skated at the Skatopia in the half pipe. Um, you know, there's so many of us, you know, in our 50s now who skate. There's a guy I skate with in, in uh, South Carolina who's 50. So, mm-hmm. um, I, the only way I'll stop skating is I break something and I can't walk again, I guess. Mm-hmm. And my son just turned sick, so I got. A lot of years to skate with him, and my daughter will be three in a couple months. And mm-hmm. she, of course, wants to get on the skateboard too. So oh, good. Yeah. Like Daddy and her big brother, she wants to. That's awesome. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: So you think you're going to quit skating?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I just always, ever since um, I was, I'm different than you because I stopped. Yeah. And so, you know, um, coming back to it, you, of course, realize, you know, you never stopped, so you. But you still had to realize through time that, you know, I'm getting older, it hurts more when I fall, it takes longer to recover. Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> I thought I missed all this time that you didn't miss, you didn't miss all that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to make up for it all. And I would think, Well, how long can I do this?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so I don't I don't I don't know what no, I don't have any plan, so uh, I just don't well, know. That's
1: good. I don't have any plans. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean,
0: I just wonder if you ever think about that. Of, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you know, it's it's funny because if I were sitting here when I was 23 or 24 thinking, would I still be skating now? Eh, maybe not. I mean, but it's something that, you know, as you know, it's, it's kind of a love. You know, it's something, you know, you get out there, and whether you're good, bad, or any otherwise, you know, it's, it's just it's fun. And, you know, it's skating with, like, you and Dale and Toby and Clark and the guys when when I can – It's that camaraderie and, you know, reliving our childhood craziness and and Dale flicking pickles at the fan at McDonald's. (laughs) You know, we have stories. It's our life, you know, and it's so fun. And and if anything, I probably miss, you know, skating with you guys the most, you know, being back east. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. life is what it is right now. Right. But. Hopefully, I'll be back for the next reunion.
0: Skatopia forever. Brian Martin, Ken Hanna talk about Skatopia in the year 2010.